the Conscious Style Podcast, where we explore what it will take to build a better, more sustainable, and equitable future for fashion. I'm your host, Elizabeth Joy. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, and welcome or welcome back to the show. We will be wrapping up season one here very shortly, and then we will be taking a break before heading into season two. And I just wanted to take a moment real quick to thank all of you for tuning in to the very first season of the Conscious Style Podcast. This has been a goal or dream of mine for quite a while, and I'm just so grateful for all of you downloading these shows, sharing them, reviewing the podcast, rating all of the things. And I'm just really, really grateful for all of you. But before this gets too sappy, let's talk about today's topic. It is going to be a solo show for today's episode, and I'm going to be talking all about clothing care. This is a topic that a few of the guests on the season mentioned, and it's also something that I like to mention quite frequently because it is a really crucial piece of the sustainable fashion puzzle. Wearing our clothes longer is one of the most sustainable ways to participate in fashion. And while investing in quality garments when we are able to is very important, this is not a requirement for making our clothes last. And so today's episode is going to be all about what we can do to make our clothes last no matter where our clothes are from. And this not only will save us money by having to purchase fewer clothes, but many of these tips actually will help you save on your monthly energy bill as well. And by the way, you can find all of the content that I'm sharing in this podcast episode in an article format as well over on ConsciousLifeAndStyle.com. So I'm really, really excited about this episode, and I hope that you will find the tips in this show helpful. If you do enjoy this episode and learn something from it, definitely make sure that you hit the subscribe or follow button on your podcast app so that you do not miss any future episodes like this. And if you have listened to a few episodes already and are liking them, I would really appreciate it if you could take a moment to give Conscious Style Podcast a rating and short review on Apple Podcasts as this really helps the show reach new people and will help me continue running this podcast and creating future seasons. Finally, for more conscious fashion content, definitely subscribe to my weekly newsletter, The Conscious Edit, which is full of recommendations for reading, watching, listening to, supporting, and a whole lot more. You can subscribe to that at ConsciousLifeAndStyle.com forward slash edit. All right, now let's get into the show. The linear approach of buy, wear, maybe, and dispose has left us with a massive global clothing waste problem that amounts to one garbage truck's worth of textiles being landfilled or incinerated every single second. Between 2000 and 2014, the number of garments that the average person purchased increased 60%, while the average garment was worn half as long. But extending the life of a garment by an extra nine months reduces its carbon, water, and waste footprints by about 20 to 30% each. So this episode is dedicated to exploring all of the various ways from thoughtful laundering to mindful mending 
that we can help the items in our closet last longer. Before I dive into the nitty gritty tips and tricks on how to care for our clothes, I think that the first and most important step is a mindset shift. And so I just want to take a moment here to acknowledge that the clothing that we have in our closets is worth caring for, no matter the price we paid for those garments. Cheap fashion from, say, fast fashion brands have reduced the incentive to handle a piece with care, let alone repair or mend that garment. But we know that this approach is wrecking havoc on our planet. So instead of valuing our clothes at their face value, the price tag, a truly sustainable approach to fashion involves shifting our mindset to caring for all of the clothing that we've brought into our lives, whether it's a $300 blazer or a shirt we picked up from the resale shop for $2. And side note, this applies even to the clothing that we no longer want. We should continue to be mindful of how we are discarding our unwanted garments too. But that's a topic I'll get into later. So taking a level of responsibility for each and every garment in our closet can extend its life, keep our clothing out of the landfill, and also helps us develop a deeper appreciation and therefore greater contentment overall with our clothing. Depending on how you're used to interacting with fashion, this might be a huge shift, but I can tell you it's definitely possible. I was a bit of a fast fashion addict, always buying new clothes, giving them away, buying new clothes, and just constantly switching up my closet, and now I have a totally different type of relationship with my wardrobe. It does take time and it's a process, so be patient with yourself, but it's totally possible no matter what your current relationship with fashion or your clothes is right now. Okay, so that's a bit about the mindset shift, but now I want to get into the specific tips. And the first set of tips that I have is all about washing our clothes responsibly. If you are like me, you have witnessed the sad demise of some of your favorite garments thanks to overwashing. We've been faced with faded colors on once vibrant dresses, stretched out sweaters, shapeless shirts, loose or lost buttons, damaged zippers, and shrunken blouses. And it turns out that the impact of machine washing is just as harsh on our planet as it is on our clothing. Washing and drying clothing are estimated to account for 120 million tons of CO2 emissions, according to the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. And the dryer is one of the most energy-intensive appliances in the average household. The good news here, though, is that the simple act of washing less, and therefore needing to dry less too, can have a dramatic impact on the footprint of our clothes. So here are some ways that we can wash a bit more consciously. For starters, we can just wash less. It sounds too good to be true, but yes, the easiest thing to do is also the most effective, just doing less. While items like underwear and socks need to be washed after every wear, garments like jeans, jackets, and sweaters typically only need to be washed every so often. Some of these items I only washed once each year before putting them away for the season. One reason, though, that you might think that you have to wash your garments more often than you really do is because of odors. 
But, my friend, a light odor on clothing does not have to sentence the item to time in the laundry room or a trip to the laundromat. There are actually a number of ways to get rid of smells without a washing machine. First, you could just try hanging them outside of your closet for a day or two, or leave them hanging outside in the fresh air if that is possible for you. I would just be a little careful about sun exposure. And then the second way is to spray with plain vodka. This sounds maybe a little silly if you haven't heard of this before, but it is a trick that I use to get smells out of sweaty dance costumes and ballet tutus that were too fragile to wash. And if it can work to get most smells out of costumes that were danced in for two hours under hot lights, it can probably work pretty well for you too. I think that this approach works especially well for underarm sweat odors. Just turn your garment inside out and then spray in the appropriate area. If you don't have vodka, a mixture of half water and half white vinegar can also work pretty well. But you might want to test this out on the inside of your garment first to make sure it's all good and doesn't cause any discoloration or anything like that. And also know that it might smell a little vinegary, so you could also add a few drops of an essential oil if you'd like. Again, test this out on the inside of your garment first. And definitely be especially careful on more delicate fabrics. And I actually have a full post with even more ways to get smells out of clothes without washing them, and I will link that in the episode description. But for now, let's move on to stains. Similar to a faint odor, a small stain usually doesn't have to require tossing your entire garment in the wash, and it rarely necessitates some sort of harsh and often toxic stain removal treatment. Moreover, a stain does not ever have to lead to tossing the garment into the trash bin. One resource that I highly recommend checking out is American Cleaning Institute's A to Z Stain Removal Guide. This is a very detailed list worth bookmarking for reference, and I will link it in the episode description so that you have it. And then another handy resource with sort of crowdsourced stain fighting tricks is WikiHow's Collection of Stain Removal Strategies. I won't go through all of those specifics because you'll probably either fall asleep or fast forward, so I'm just going to share a few of the general rules of thumb to keep in mind. First, the earlier that we address the stain, the easier it is to deal with. I am not so good about this one, but I definitely notice a huge difference with the clothes that I get the stains out immediately versus the ones that I just kind of procrastinate on for a few days. And then secondly, don't forget to check the care label on your garment. If a garment is delicate and strictly dry clean only, it might be best to take it to a professional so that you do not do further damage. And then finally, if the stain isn't removed on the first try, go through the stain removal process again and don't put it in the washer and dryer until the stain is gone because the heat of the dryer could cause the stain to get set in that piece for good. And washing with warmer water can also do the same. So these approaches can definitely help us stretch out the time between washes. However, of course, at some point, the need for a good clean wash is inevitable. There are ways though that we can minimize the damage that washing has on our clothes and on the earth. 
proper care and washing can do wonders in extending the wearable life of our clothes. And the easiest way to do this is to just follow the care labels on the tags of our clothes and err on the side of caution. Care labels are sort of the instruction manual or a cheat sheet of sorts letting us know the most that a garment can handle. They tell us if we can iron a garment safely, if a garment should be dry cleaned only, though there are some workarounds for this which I will get to later, and also information about the highest level of temperature that the garment can withstand. So note that I said highest here, and that's because garments that say wash in warm water could also be washed in cooler temperatures as well. It's just that they can't be washed in, say, hot water. They can't be washed in even higher temperatures, but they can be washed in cooler temperatures because those are lighter on the garment. But before we get into the washing tips any further, let's talk about what garment wash care looks like before we put our clothes into the washing machine. And that is all about sorting. So in order to retain fabric quality, it's really helpful to separate by texture. So for instance, washing thin fabrics like your silk or tensile blouse with heavier items such as jeans or worse yet towels can exacerbate the wear and tear of those more delicate fabrics. So it's really helpful to separate the heavier from the lighter fabrics for our washer loads. And then to retain our colors better, we can separate our lighter colors from our darker colored garments, as you may already be doing. And I like to also do a totally separate load for whites, even from the lighter colored garments. And then also for new colored garments, it may be worth the extra effort to hand wash that garment first separately before putting it in the washing machine with other items unless they are like the exact same color. I've had some bad experiences with washing loads when I don't hand wash a new garment first. And then one last pre-wash prep tip is to turn our clothing inside out before putting it in the washing machine. And this can lengthen the life of our clothes by making sure the outside fabric of our clothing, so the visible part, is very protected from wear and tear in the wash. And then it can also protect the buttons or zippers as well since they won't bear the brunt of the washing machine cycle. For items like bras, silks, or silk-like clothing such as cupro or tencelle, and garments or undergarments with lace and embellishments, these I like to leave out of the washing machine altogether. Some garment care labels will specify hand wash only, but you can also hand wash other pieces that don't say that to just protect them even more and extend their life. I find that the elastic on the bras and the hooks really don't last as long when we put them in the washing machine too much. And now that I buy organic bras and underwear that are a little more expensive, I especially want to make sure I'm really caring for them so that they last a really, really long time. So for what you are putting in the washing machine, as I mentioned before, washing with cooler temperatures whenever possible is preferable. And this is not only lighter on our clothes, reducing the risk of shrinkage or color fading or color transferring between garments, but it's actually also a lot lighter on the planet. The majority, 90% to be exact, of the energy used by a washing machine goes just to heating the water, according to Energy Star. 
And while you might be concerned about the cold water not cleaning your clothes, there are actually many laundry detergents that are specifically formulated to work well in cold water. While there are some specific cases where hot water can be useful or necessary, like for sanitary reasons for specific items, if each household were to select the cold setting on their washer for four out of five wash loads, they could decrease their annual emissions by 864 pounds of CO2, according to the Cleaning Institute. Of course, the exact numbers depend on the efficiency of your washing machine, how often you wash, and all that stuff. But in general, just washing on cold is the more eco-conscious choice. And as an extra benefit, because the colder setting on our washer reduces the breakdown of our garments, it may also reduce the release of microfibers, those tiny little pieces of fabric that break off from our clothes. And then for synthetic garments made from plastic fabrics like polyester or nylon, this is especially important because the microfibers from those garments are microplastics and get released into our waterways that are persistent in the environment. I think microplastics warrant their own episode, so I won't go too much into the details of all of that, but something I do want to note is that when washing synthetic garments, and this goes for virgin synthetic fabrics as well as recycled synthetic garments, I recommend getting a microfiber bag that you can put your clothes into, and this will not only prevent a significant percentage of microfibers from getting into the wash, It also protects your clothes a bit from the washer. I personally use the Guppy Friend washing bag, and I will link that in the episode description if you'd also like to check it out. All right, now let's talk about drying our garments. Machine dryers not only expedite the drying process, but also expedite the wear and tear of our clothing. The high heat can be harsh on our fabrics, shrink our favorite tops, loosen elastics, and cause colors to fade. Plus, as I shared before, the average clothes dryer in our homes today uses more energy than most other household appliances. In fact, environmental news outlet Grist reported that machine dryers can, quote, consume as much electricity as an efficient new clothes washer, refrigerator, and dishwasher combined. Major yikes. But again, the solution is quite simple. Avoid using a machine dryer for your clothing as much as possible. Line drying, hang drying, or laying out flat to dry are all alternatives that could add years of life to your clothing and of course save you money whether you have your own machine dryer and you can save on energy costs or you're going to a common laundry area that you have to pay per load. I know that this isn't always possible depending on your space and the time that you have available, but the more that we can do it, the longer our clothes are going to last. And I personally love using a collapsible multi-row drying rack. It's really, really great for small spaces and when drying outside isn't accessible, which is a lot of the year here in the Chicago area. And you can find these drying racks at retailers like Target or even better on the secondhand market. I have seen a lot on the app OfferUp. Okay, so what about the items that can't be washed at all at home and have a dry clean only 
label. The first thing I want to note here is that not all quote unquote dry clean only items actually need to be sent to the cleaners. The laundress has an entire collection of non-toxic products and DIY resources for cleaning manufacturer labeled dry clean only garments such as silk, wool, and delicate synthetics. So I will link that in the episode description. For cases where an item truly must be dry cleaned, search online for local green cleaners that don't use toxic chemicals like PERC, a persistent pollutant that contaminates the environment and poses a variety of human health risks as well. If you can't locate a green dry cleaner nearby, inquire with your local dry cleaner to see which chemicals and methods they use. If their response concerns you, don't be afraid to let them know. Consumer inquiries can be a driving force for businesses to modify their operations. And then what about after our clothes are freshly cleaned? How can we keep them looking good as new post-laundering? Well, right after they are washed and dried, it's important to hang or fold our garments appropriately to reduce wrinkles. This is also something that I'm not great about doing. I always procrastinate folding, and honestly, it's not a total game changer, but it is something to keep in mind. And then in terms of hanging, while sealed garment bags can be nice for rarely worn formal wear to keep out dust and moths, other than that, I like to typically keep my clothes easily accessible, either hanging in my closet or folded neatly in my drawers. I use Marie Kondo's folding techniques and they are seriously amazing. I definitely recommend them. She folds them in a way that you can really easily see all of your clothes. And doing all of this, having all of your clothes on display, not only helps you with putting together an outfit in the morning, but reduces the risk of purchasing duplicate items. Another way to keep track of all your clothes if you don't want to organize your closet is to enter them all into an online inventory of sorts in a closet app. And this is something that guest Jess Atkins of Stylebook talked about in detail in episode 7 of the podcast. Really loved that chat, so definitely go back to that conversation if you haven't heard that episode already. And then for when wrinkles do inevitably happen, I would say try to smooth the wrinkles of the more delicate fabrics you have with a steamer instead of an iron. An iron will usually give the most crisp result, but using a steamer is typically less time-consuming and reduces the risk of damage across a wider variety of fabrics like wool, cashmere, silk, anything blended with those fibers, and then synthetics with similar properties, while also still giving you that mostly wrinkle-free look. And your handy steamer also gets some bonus points for being able to freshen up clothing and get rid of a lot of smells without revving up the washing machine. And that is because of the high heat used to operate the steamer. And then if you don't have a steamer, it's not a problem at all. You can hang your wrinkly garments in your bathroom during or after a hot shower. The effectiveness of this kind of depends on how long your shower is, but it's worth a shot. Sometimes it works if the wrinkles aren't too bad. Okay, and then let's talk about pilling next. Pilling is when the fibers break down and form little mini clumps or balls of fabric on your sweaters or other knitted garments. 
in general, conscious laundering methods like washing on cold and hang drying instead of putting on the drying machine can reduce or even eliminate the chance of getting pills on your favorite sweaters and other garments. But if your garment does start to pill or if you already have some sweaters with pilling, you can rub a pumice stone or they even have specialized sweater stones and you can rub that on your sweater. And for tighter knit sweaters, you can get an unused, very basic disposable razor. In other words, not a razor with like a soap or a smoothing bar or something like that. Or you can get like a special fabric shaver. And then you can use that to lightly shave the pills off of your sweater with small strokes. And then any remaining pills you can rub with a lint roller. And there are actually reusable lint rollers, which I just learned about recently. And I'm kind of mad that I didn't realize this before. So it's on my list when my current lint roller runs out. But yeah, take a look at reusable ones if you do need a lint roller. The next sort of section I want to cover here is all about modifications, repairs, and mending. Too often, we feel the need to discard old clothing and replace those items because they either no longer fit us right or they never did or they are just in need of repair. These issues, though, absolutely can be solved without totally replacing those garments. For starters, most clothing can be mended pretty quickly. Slight damages like holes or ripped seams can be fixed with a simple thread and needle. And as with anything in life, by watching a few YouTube video tutorials. Definitely check out the channel Easy Sewing for Beginners for lots and lots of, you guessed it, beginner tutorials. And another great resource to check out for clothing repair and upcycling tutorials is fixing.fashion. Both of those links will, as always, be in the episode description. And then for some mending projects that go beyond a basic DIY or in cases where we simply don't have the time, a good tailor or seamstress can be an incredible resource. I've gone to my local dry cleaners in the past and I'm always impressed by what they can do. If you don't know of any services nearby, you can search customer review platforms or online community marketplaces that connect service professionals with customers. One sort of informal community marketplace you could check out is Nextdoor. It's available in the U.S., not sure if it is available outside of the U.S. at this time. And then if you happen to be in London, check out Sojo, which is the U.K.'s first clothing alterations and repairs app. Their goal is to make it as easy to repair your clothes as it is to order food delivery. I think it is a really fascinating concept, so I hope that they are able to expand. And again, if you are in London, definitely check them out, help them grow so that the rest of us can have something like that in our area as well. And department stores also sometimes have tailoring services like Nordstrom. And some brands like Patagonia, Nudie Jeans, and Mud Jeans offer repair services as well. And I recently read that G-Star is piloting a repairs service as well, which is great to see. If a store you bought from does not have a repair service, which is most of them at the moment, 
it doesn't hurt to send an email and request, and maybe they will consider it in the future. Because more and more brands are trying to appeal to sustainability-minded consumers. So I think it's important to try to push them to do things that are actually sustainable, like help us wearing our clothes longer, rather than some of these greenwashing things that just sound sustainable but aren't. And then the final part of clothing care that I wanted to chat about today is responsibly rehoming our garments. Eventually, there comes a time when you just don't want a garment any longer. Maybe it's not your style anymore, or it never was. Maybe it doesn't fit, never did, and the problem is beyond alterations. Or maybe it's just not in a wearable condition anymore. So here are some ways to responsibly care for our garments at the end of their lives in our closets. If the garment is in good condition, consider swapping it with a friend for something else, selling it on a peer-to-peer marketplace like Depop or Poshmark, or sell it to a local consignment store or an online resale marketplace like ThreadUp. Or perhaps there are a few small tweaks you could make to keep that item in your closet. Maybe if you don't like the color, you could try a natural dyeing project. Or if it just doesn't quite fit right, you can shorten the hem. Or maybe you can do a more involved upcycling project to turn it into something totally new that you are excited to wear again. There are always lots of ideas for upcycling on TikTok and YouTube. If the piece is not sellable, I have a guide on how and where to recycle and donate clothing consciously that I will link in the episode description. And if the piece is totally not sellable, not wearable at all, see if you can cut that fabric into little pieces to use for rags for cleaning or if the fabric could be donated somewhere else for upcycling. As a very last resort, maybe the fabric can be downcycled into something like insulation, though we always should try to see if something can be recycled or upcycled before we resort to downcycling. And you'll notice here that I did not say drop off tons of trash bags of used clothing at your local charity shop. And that is because that's not a sustainable approach as we've covered in previous episodes like episode 5 on clothing myths and episode 10 with Emily Stokel on building a better secondhand fashion system. Definitely recommend going back to those episodes if you want some more information about that and how it works with charity shops and used clothing and why it isn't a good idea to just dump all of our clothing that we've cleaned out in our latest closet clear out at Goodwill or Salvation Army or one of these other stores. And the key here is really just to be thoughtful about where you choose to send your garment when you no longer can or want to wear it. And I really think that thoughtfulness is the overarching theme here of clothing care. I don't want all of these tips to stress you out or make you feel like you have to do 100% of this to be perfectly sustainable and all that stuff. It's just about being as mindful as possible with how we wash, dry, store, and repair our clothing so that they can be in our wardrobes for the long haul, right? It's about building a longer-term relationship with our clothes and with our wardrobes so that we can slow down and start to create a more sustainable fashion system. 
And that's a wrap for this episode. Be sure to take a look at the episode description in your podcast app for the links referenced in this episode, as well as the various links to learn more about today's guest. For the full transcript of this episode, you can head on over to ConsciousLifeAndStyle.com and navigate to the podcast section of the site. The link to the full show notes should also be linked in whatever podcast app that you are listening on. If you would like to spread the word about this show and help the content reach more people, you can share the episode or podcast with a friend, screenshot this episode and share about it on Instagram stories, tagging at Conscious Style. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, something that really helps is to leave a rating and review. Thank you in advance for supporting the show in whatever way that you can. For more conscious content, you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, The Conscious Edit. In this newsletter, I share recommendations for reading, listening to, watching, and much more. To get on that list, you can head to ConsciousLifeInStyle.com forward slash edit. And a link to subscribe will also be in the episode description. Thank you for tuning in to the Conscious Style Podcast and sticking around until the very end. I'll see you again, same time, same place, next week. 